All right, guys. As you know, it's PDC weekend, one of the greatest weeks of the year, especially for me who grew up by the racetrack two or three blocks. So I'm very pumped about this. So we're going to talk a little falls, and I had to go with the all-times win leader at Fairbury. And, of course, my childhood hero, Kevin Weaver. Weaver, are you ready for the Prairie Dirt Classic of 2022? You ready to go? Yeah, I'm ready to go. I just got a lot of work to do to, to get it ready to go. But uh, it's always fun to go up the, the Prairie Dirt Classic. It's, uh, it's worth the wait all year long for. Yeah, and talked to some few people up there. You raced there a couple Saturdays ago. They had this past weekend off. They said the track might have been as best it's been all year. It seemed like uh, you were in favor of it. And just talk about that a little bit headed into the big weekend. Yeah, I thought maybe they was um, maybe – preparing it like they would for the Predator Classic. Um, it was the best I've, I've seen it all year, definitely. Maybe even even last year. I mean, uh, maybe the weather, you know, the, the humidity and stuff that we had that day, I mean, maybe played a part of it. I mean, we are on dirt. Things change all the time on these racetracks. So we're getting some rain, I mean, last night and today anyway, anyway here. So hopefully uh, with the week off and the preparation that Fairbury can do, um, the track was really, really good. I mean, Pretty fast, but it was smooth. Um, I thought I thought it was passable. Um, we'll just have to see. It is dirt. Yeah, no doubt about that. How big is this event, though, for Central Illinois and just in your uh, race team? I mean, it keeps building up and building up. Now we're at fifty thousand dollars to win. We got the five hundred dollars per lap. It's, Things kind of just getting blown out of proportion a little bit. It just keeps getting bigger and bigger. It's like ballooning. But how important is it for dirt late model racing in central Illinois? Well, I think it's pretty important. I mean, uh, you know, definitely everybody talks about it. And the people that don't know about it, I mean, I've got people in Gibson that don't even really know about it. But when you tell them what they're paying and, and what's going on up there, they just like, they're just amazed that uh, something like that could be happening at Fairbury, let have known, you know, in Illinois. So it's, it's awesome that uh, we have a track or tracks that can put on races like this and, and be on a national level with, uh, with all the social media and the live streaming. Um, there's, there's probably, we're probably just starting to hit on what could happen in dirt late model racing. Um, it's it's going to be uh, awesome to watch, see how far with the streaming and, and all this stuff takes us. Yeah, you're the 1992 champion, uh, so you're enriched in the history books. You're on the back of the T-shirts as a former champion, but you always say you won it one year too early because it was only five grand to win, and I think like a year or two later, they bumped it up to 10, so you kind of missed your timetable there as well. <laughs> yeah, but I guess I was lucky enough to win it one time, so um... – we never give up. It's just gotten harder over the years. Um, even since I won it to, to what it is today, I mean, look at the competition and the amount of money, uh, uh, the way the equipment has changed. Uh, and obviously, you know, getting older, you know, makes it harder. So uh, I got to work harder to make my stuff better if I don't have to work as hard out there in a racetrack. But um, we've been working all year with the rocket car. I mean, we worked with it last year. We worked with it again, you know, working with it this year. Um, I've never been in a car that's so temperamental as, as this car. So I felt like we hit on something up there, uh, at Saturday night, just kind of doing my own thing. And, uh, hopefully, uh, 
the track conditions will be similar and, and we can get, you know, get into the show and then maybe uh, uh, get dialed in a little bit better for the, the little bit slicker competition. So we're getting, you know, to the twilight of your career. We've talked about it. What is your goal for this coming weekend? You've only missed three Prairie Dirt Classics in your entire career, 1999, 2006, and 2017. So pretty good track record of making the shows. But what is Kevin Weaver's goal for this weekend? And do you think maybe, I think we can qualify well, we can make some noise in a prelim and just go from there? Well, I call come in, but I'm with you. I mean, I guess my goal is to make the race. Um, there's no doubt that, um, you know, we run there weekly because it is a nice track. The pay is good, but we also like to accumulate the points just in case we need to take a provisional. Um, we don't have a World of Outlaw provisional. Obviously, it's not a UMP track for this race. So we got to rely on, you know, getting in the show. And that's the main thing. I mean, to get in this show and, and, uh, and you know, obviously, you know, where I'm at, if I could run in the top 10, I would be, you know, really happy. I mean, um, we just need to uh, put on a good show. Yeah. And it's going to take with your vintage Weaver line, as people call it and qualifying, you feel like you got something, uh, in your program to qualify maybe in the top five in your group and start up front. Cause that's always a key, especially nowadays, but I think you can still uh, put down some good qualifying laps still. Well, I think we probably went the fastest we've ever went at Fairbury, you know, just, uh, you know, uh, the last time I was there. So I think we went at 12, four, um, actually probably our, our fast time that this year at Fairbury. So obviously we put some speed in the car, um, and we was pretty, we was pretty racy all night. You know, sometimes your results don't always show what you should have done. And I actually felt like the car was probably the best it's been at Fairbury. And I think the driver just made a few uh, uh, wrong choices. And we ended up, I think, uh, I don't know, maybe seventh. But um, obviously, I, I felt like we had a car that was capable of running in the top three. Um, like I say, well, uh, we're putting some new valve springs on the motor. It's got a few laps on it, but the, the Mullins motor's running good. The rocket car's good, and hopefully the driver's good, and, and uh, we'll be there. Well, the driver's always good in my mind, so you're good there, I think. Well, hell, we think alike with that. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Yeah. Um, just we'll go through your history of Fairbury. I kind of got some key uh, headlines and storylines throughout your career at Fairbury. What do you remember most from that 1992 Prairie Dirt Classic? I know you always say my memory isn't good nowadays, or you kind of forget a little bit of details, but still, it was a big-time win at the time. Uh, what do you remember most from that 92 victory? Uh, damn it, Eric. I mean, uh, you asked me these questions. So you, you get paid to go back and look at all these stats. You know, me, um, I've raced a lot of races since then. Um, um, but you know, Fairbury was a littler track back then, um, and we was really, you know, really a stop and go type driver back then, and, and uh, uh, the track was uh, good for that because it was small, tight cornered. But you know, things have changed now, so we're faster in the corners. Um, so as far as remembering, I just know uh, 
it was awesome, you know, to, to win the Predator Classic back then, even though it was just the start of something that um, they was working on back then to make it what it is today. I was glad to be a part of it. Still glad to be a part of it. Um, hope I can continue to, uh, you know, to, to be a participant in it just because of the fact that we have a lot of fans here. Um, like I say, it's a great track and live streaming, a lot of people watching. Um, as far as, uh, you know, thinking back that far, you know, we won a lot of races back then. Um, but uh, it's awesome to be able to, to uh, say that we won it. Yeah, just for uh, from reference for you, because I am that guy that can look up some history stuff. It was 1991, so excuse me when I said 92. You beat out Ed Bauman, Mike Mulvain, and Steve Time, and then Roger Long out, outside the top five. So some pretty good company there for Illinois Legends, and you got it done that night. Yeah, I mean, anytime you run against them guys, I mean, Steve Time was, you know, he was good at Fairbury and other places. I mean, Roger Long, I mean, that guy, uh, you know, he, uh, he won a lot of big races back then, and uh, we, I, I'm sure we was uh, up on the wheel like we was back then, and um, very possible we could have been right on the bottom, you know, to win that race. So it's probably no different than today. It could still be one on the bottom or up on the up on the wall. So it's going to be interesting. All right, how about your 300th career victory? Your 100th at Fairbury. That that was a pretty cool moment too. You know, I remember they had that cool banner for you and stuff like that. Uh, for having a good historic career that tracks close to home, like you said, to get a win there and to get your hundredth win at Fairbury and be the all times wins leader as well. Yeah, it's pretty neat. You know, you, you know, goals or records happen for reasons they tell me. Um, I mean, I remember them telling me that, you know, uh, Roger Long, you know, told me, he says, oh, he says, uh, you know, you're keeping up on my, uh, my uh, record on wins up there. And I'm thinking, Oh, I'll never beat you, Roger. I said, uh, Nah, ain't no way. But we ended up, you know, beating, you know, Roger Long for the amount of wins, you know, all-time wins up there, which it's going to be something maybe I can talk about sitting in a bar drinking a beer with you one of these days about what I done at Fairbury. But right now, uh, it's, it's a record. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's nice to be able to say that I've won the most feature events up there, at, you know, that anybody's ever had. It's, uh, it's pretty neat. Um, but we'll... Uh, We'll talk about that another day. Oh, I cannot wait for that. All right. This is probably my favorite moment that I can remember because I was only a little pup when you won in 91, so I couldn't really – I remember you went in the 2002 Summer Nationals at Fairbury, but uh, the 2015 Falls draw, the hottest driver in the country, J.D., called this shot saying, if I get this two, I'm going to give it to Kevin Weaver. I think it, he says it's not staged. We confirmed with him. But to him to give you the two from a guy that was just so hot and you know, thought like, hey, this guy deserves it at a track for the Prairie Dirt Classic. To get that two and then to win that 5,000, that was a kind of a cool special night just because it was something we never done before where the drivers give another driver a starting spot. Yeah, it was pretty cool. It was, uh, at first I think, you know, it was pretty confusing, I thought, what they was going to do. But once it all laid out there, I'm thinking, that's pretty neat. And then I just like to say with JD giving me the the two, I mean, uh, it's kind of surprising, you know. I mean, that whole deal was a surprise for everybody. I think if you didn't like the guy, you give him a crappy number. Um, I think at that time, Ian um, uh, Rumley was maybe talking a little bit, uh, you know, talking 
you know, just, just, just talking. And, and uh, I don't think they actually knew me that well. We just kind of talked at the racetrack and they knew that I run Fairbury a lot. And uh, it was just awesome for them to give me that too. I mean, it was the best starting spot. Um, all that I can say is I worked my ass off in that race to win that race. I mean, it was uh, a hard fought battle. I was uh, definitely uh, uh, not going to spoil her off of it to get her down. You've done that a few times at racetracks, which uh, is always a good time. I think when, and when you set the fast time that night too, I think you had a little spoiler damage as well. <laughs> uh, could have been. I mean, uh, I, I definitely ran a little bit different line than everybody else. You know, I kind of shot through the bottom in three and four there. and uh, The motor pulled down hard and I'm thinking, oh, I don't know, man, if this is going to be a good lap or not. You know, it's always, uh, you always get the feeling that you're not going to be that good and then, you look up and it's thinking, huh, you know, I was really good, you know. So sometimes, you know, with the, what I always say, with the wind blowing in your hair and, and think you're just flying around there, sometimes not necessarily the case. Um, just being really planted in the racetrack and digging hard, pulling hard is usually always faster. So um, it was pulling hard that night. So uh, we, had, we had a good quick time and, and like I say, things went our way the whole night, really. Yeah, it was a pretty cool night. Got the got the second starting spot and he wheeled up for the victory as well as setting fast time. All right, Kev. What do you think as you know are towards the end of it and you're seeing all these newcomers, all this technology, what is just Kevin's Weaver's thought? Put your analysis hat on, pretend you're me, just of this season with like Chris Madden dominating, JD winning a million dollars, all these fifty grand to win shows. Just what is Kevin Weaver's thought in the state of dirt late mile racing? What are you seeing? Oh, I mean, I see the same thing everybody else sees. That you know, they you know that you know this preparation, hard work, understanding your equipment, you know, and having the money. Is right. Um, obviously, it always seems like somebody comes along and wants to dominate for a year or two, you know, and, and you wonder why that is. And then you can watch somebody that dominates that year or two, and then they can't hit their ass for the next year or two. So it is pretty amazing, you know, and I think that's why I've done it so long and why other people do it so long is it is so challenging of a sport. Um, and the, and the money coming along with the $50,000 with the Maddens and the JDs. I mean, I watched that race last night on flow and um, it was a really, you know, a good race. Um, you know, he won another 53,000. So um, his car just works good. He's a good driver. Uh, but like I say, it takes all those things to, uh, to do what he does. And the same way with, you know, anybody that can, run that caliber of, of uh, situation, but you got to have resources, you know, and, and you got to, you know, you got to be uh, up on your game. Do you ever feel jealous because you're kind of like at the latter half of it? I asked Billy Moyer the same question. Or do you guys kind of feel proud or proud and prideful because you guys kind of like set the stone of, okay, we're guys that are going to make this a little bit professional and we're going to keep, you know, racing, racing and try to do it as a career profession but now it's just kind of went to the next level and you see all these guys doing it or you've kind of jealous, like, man, I wish I was 20 years younger. and I can do all this stuff like JD is. 
Well, you definitely, uh, I, I, I've been on both sides of it. I mean, I, I've told people, say, I'm glad I'm where I'm at today because it seems like my career wasn't so much running the big shows. I mean, obviously, I liked running the summer nationals, you know, when I, when I was younger and had, you know, more help um, to do that type of stuff. But I never was a guy that traveled, which obviously I didn't have to do a lot of traveling because of the money situation. I mean, just like Billy Moyer come up here because he's, he knows there was a lot of good races around here. So I didn't have to do a lot of traveling to go to $5,000 shows was a big show. But um, nowadays, your local um, shows are hurting. Um, and 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 the expense of everything it's hard for the local guy to go do what he loves to do for the amount of money that we get in return so if i look at on that aspect i'm glad i'm where i'm at because i don't know how anybody could really start up and do it without having a lot of money to do it you, you know i never had money to do what i do i just did what I did and had some help from other people. Um, but obviously, if if I look at it and say, oh, if I was 25 and was running for $50,000 races all the time um, and was able to be up there to win a $50,000 race, yeah, it'd be awesome. But um, it's just the times. Um, I'm glad. I've done what I've done and, and uh, I'm not ready to quit yet, but like I tell people, it's definitely uh, getting closer every year. I mean, like now we're working on a new car and um, and, we'll, and actually it's been a long time since I've really had a new car. I mean, I had a kryptonite car, it was new a few years back and now we're, we're working on a new uh, rocket car. Hopefully have it out in a couple of weeks. You know, with John Gamera's help, um, I'm able to still do what I love to do. Hell yeah, that's what it's all about. Going back to Fairbury, you've obviously went to Eldora in its heyday, had some good runs, the World 100, the Jackson 100, I'm sure had a great atmosphere. But how crazy is the atmosphere for this weekend? I feel like there's people everywhere. It's intense. It's just uh, it's a pretty good time. But those fans over there, they get after it. I feel like it's a great atmosphere. And I think that's pretty cool for you drivers. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's, it's, it's an atmosphere that's, you know, it's you know, it like a, a, you know, an Eldora. I mean, I went to Eldora for, oh, my God. I mean, I would miss Eldora for years and years and years, you know, probably 25 years, you know. So the atmosphere over there, is, you know, it's changed through the times. But, uh, you know, Fairbury is just, what I say is just getting their atmosphere, you know, going. Um, and, and they got a couple guys there that work hard at what they're doing. I mean, with, you know, having some music and golf outings and how yeah, we may even have a fishing tournament. We had a fishing tournament I might be in, but um, I don't know. I don't golf. So I guess I was just thinking fish and I like the fish, but, um, but, you know, having the, the city behind them with, you know, I see where they're having some garage sales and, you know, the, the you know, there's different things uh, happening up there. Um, you know, even the grocery stores, you know, try to try to uh, get themselves involved in the, the parade or classic week. So everybody's uh, involved up there and uh, it's, it's awesome. I mean, uh, I usually don't take into the extra activities, you know, after the race. It's just for the fact that 
I like to stay um, focused on racing, um, and that's how I've always been. So when I quit racing, then maybe I'll be up there in a camper or something and doing the extra, extra, extra activities that everybody else does. Hey, I'll, I'll keep your uh, word with that. I'll remember that when you're not racing the first prairie dirt, I'll have a seat right next to me on the backstretch. You can see how it feels to, you know, sit in the stands. I feel like, though, you wouldn't like sitting in the stands. I feel like you just would not like it and sit at home. <laughs> no, move over, Derek. I'll be right there. If I could announce, I, I would love to be an announcer just because uh, being involved and, in, uh, you know, I've been involved in racing for so long, you know, so – you know, it's just my life. So just in order just to get out of the seat and just get completely out of racing, I, I don't see that. I mean, so hopefully something will come along that will keep me involved. Um, I don't know. We'll see what happens. How does it feel that you have the same amount of Prairie Dirt Classic titles as Kyle Larson? I was giving him a shit the other day. I texted him. We actually have a cool fat head of uh, you two. So I was giving him shit. I sent a picture of it. He just started laughing. So, I mean, one of the all-time greats in Kevin Weaver is tied with some sprint car driver for Prairie Dirt Classic titles. <laughs> oh, that's pretty neat. I mean, Kyle's, you know, I don't know him that well. I mean, uh, everybody knows everybody because with social media and, you know, you get to listen to all the interviews and, and you think, oh, I know this guy. Well, I, I don't know him that well. You know him good because you hang with him. But, you know, but me, I just, uh, you know, you introduced me to me to him you know, when he's on a golf cart, you know what I mean? I, and the look that I got was, like, damn, that guy's old. Because <laughs> I don't know if he, you know, you know, I don't know if, you know, he said, you know, you know how people reflect and they think, man, I raced that guy, you know, out there and, and you know, and I've watched him maybe on videos and stuff and, but, you know, he's pretty old, you know, so um, that was a look that I felt like I got, you know, but, um I guess I just think that because he's so young and, and he's so talented, you know, uh, very talented to do what he does. I can remember people going, you know, talking about him going, I don't know, I was out there in the East Coast and he's going to run damn number six car and he's going to go out to Portsmouth or somewhere out there and uh, debut his late model race first time. And I'm thinking, I don't know what all the damn hype is. I mean, this kid is not going to go out there and do where the shit. And then he goes out there and I watch it and I'm thinking, there is no way, I mean, that he could be doing what he's doing and then and wins the damn race. And I'm thinking, man, that's just freaking unbelievable. I mean, I would have put a thousand dollars on it that I thought he would have made the race, but I never thought he would win the race. So that's how talented that guy is. So um, maybe, uh, is he gonna be up there this weekend? Yeah, he's gonna defend his crown. So you got to make sure he doesn't get one ahead of you. So if you're battling yeah, for the lead yeah. or, you know, you're getting ready to lap him, you can kind of uh, say something to him like, hey, this is my stomping grounds. Yeah, I'll just bump his ass out of the way and see what he thinks. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. I don't know. Yeah, I'll have to go over and uh, talk to him again just to say that uh, I talked to him, I guess. All right. So I did like a little stat thing, too, of the Prairie Dirts. Illinois – has 16 wins, and the rest of the United States has 15 out of the 31 so far. Do you think, uh, besides you, do you think the Illinois guys can represent and get another W and uh, add uh, to our lead a little bit? We can't have the rest of the United States come in here and show us up. 
Yeah, I think uh, it, it's all, uh, I'm going to say it's going to be Illinois. Um, I mean, track conditions dictate everything. There's no doubt. I mean, uh, you know, slick, no berm. I'm telling you, these damn Longhorn cars are really, really good on the slick. Um, we're a little bit tighter cornered up here. They may not be quite as good up here, but I know uh, Tanner English come up here and and won in that Longhorn car, and he looked pretty good that night. Um, I don't know, man. It's a it's a driver's track. It, you know, it's just like uh, I think Pierce made a comment there last night that uh, um, I-80 is a is kind of like a Fairbury type bigger track. You know, and, and if you look at it, kind of is so. Um, and you've seen him, you know, he can wheel a race car. So um, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be interesting. A lot of good, a lot of local guys that can run good here. Yeah. Speaking of Bobby, he's kind of had like the Dale Earnhardt Daytona 500 uh, curse for the Prairie Dirt. He's been close so many times. He had a little run in with Kyle Bronson and gave him the bird on a live broadcast. He complained about the tires being low. So he's kind of had like these mixed emotions for the racetrack. But when you see him out there certain times at Fairbury, when he's running that cushion, it is, it's probably one of the greatest spectacles I've seen in racing. Like he can just run that thing different than no one else can there. Oh, definitely. It's just like I ate you last night. I mean, uh, you know, people seem sparking an arc and I'm telling you, I can spark an arc, but uh, he can spark an arc and, and be running against the best. Um, kids got a lot of talent. Um, he's, I'd say he's one of the best up there. That's for sure. And, and, I, and all the other drivers know it too, because, uh, they all make that comment, you know, oh, you know, um, uh, if we got that berm, you know, we're going to have to watch Thornton and Pierce cause they're really good up there on the top. And I think with I-80 being what I-80 was last night with, uh, the rain out track conditions were a little bit drier, probably wasn't too Bobby Pierce's standards, but, um, come to Fairbury, things could be, uh, you know, totally different. They'll, they'll, they'll work that track and they'll have a, a nice racetrack and uh, it's going to be neat to to see us hopefully compete um, in the Predator Classic and then the, that added bonus of $500 a lap. Uh, and that's a, a, something that usually has never been heard of. So that's going to be cool to, to see them guys battle up there front, knowing that you know every lap it leads five hundred bucks. It's got to throw a got to throw a little bit of uh, emphasis on the race. Okay, so say you're starting on the front row of the race. Are you gonna plan on just burning it down for fifty laps and just try to get as much lap money, or are you gonna you know like focus on maybe okay I can win this hundred lapper? I feel like if you're starting second, you just got to rip it for like as much long as you can. Let's let's lead like thirty laps and win fifteen grand quick. Oh yeah, definitely. Cause you know, you, you, you don't know what's going to happen. I mean, uh, um, that's 500 bucks a lap. You just need to, like you just said, rip it, count that $500 every time, you know, and, uh, if the hundred laps is there at the end, it, you know, then you, then you got a hundred grand, but, but I think with the $500 additional money plus what you're going to win, I think everybody's going to be up on the wheel, um, trying to add up that 500 bucks, you know, that guy leading it. So, uh, um, I don't think any, you know, today's time, there ain't no laying back. I don't think, you know, the, um, everybody runs hard. If you're leading the race, them goddamn guys are, you know, going to knock your back bumper off to pass you. So um, 
if you're smooth and taking care of your tires, like we all hear, um, like McCready does and some other drivers do, I guarantee you they're up on the wheel and they're driving as hard as they can. They just got a really good car and they're driving their butt off uh, to get the job done. So uh, I think we'll see some of that, uh, the same deal here at Fairbury. Uh, just depends on where everybody starts. Out of the local guys, we're not going to include you. Like, who do you think will have the best chance of doing well? Will it be like Ryan Unzicker? He's won three races. He's been pretty solid there. And then maybe McKay Winger. I think he got a top ten last year. You think those are the two local favorites that maybe have a good chance to have a good run this weekend? I definitely. Um, Unzicker's been running the middle to the bottom really good in the Mars car. Um, he seems pretty quick. Um, and it seems like here just, to, you know, last month or so he's he's really come on pretty strong he's had some bad luck but uh um, he's running pretty good um mckay winger i would say so i think mckay is uh maturing i mean um i look at my spoiler it looks more banged up than his so <laughs> he's definitely uh um able to run you know without hitting the wall and that's important you know for a long race um um, I, and I do think that uh, he's got the capabilities of winning this race. Same way with, uh, you know, we got Fagers. I mean, he's got that new Longhorn car. He's running pretty good. Uh, I think he's run second up there to to uh, Unzicker. And, uh, of course, he just won here last uh, uh, Friday at Farmer City. Um, looked pretty good. So he could be a pretty good runner. Um, I'd like to say uh, – Say you know it's going to be interesting. Yeah, and then obviously probably the besides Pierce, uh, Sheppy and Bab and Shirley and Frankie, they'll all be making some noise. And Dennis Herb Jr. He's been fast at Fairbury the last couple of years. You know, we're on top three or four. When you like saw Bab earlier this year, just out to lunch, were you kind of like, man, what's like? That's just crazy to me because those that first, you know, until up until June, he was just struggling bad until a guy virtually my entire life and, you know, pretty much most of your racing career going against them to see him struggle so bad there at the first part of the race. Is that kind of shocking to you a little bit? Well, I think we've all been there, you know, we all um, are going to struggle through our career sometime or another. Um, if it's chassis changes, motor changes, or, or just uh, life in general, you know, or just bad luck or, I mean, um, I don't know. I mean, he's in the Bloomquist cars. Um, you know, he must feel something that he likes, you know, and he's, and he's, and he thinks he can get it figured out to where he can dominate. Um, and I've seen him dominate in that car. It just seems like it's not quite as often as what it was in the rocket car. But, um, if we don't try different things, you know, sometimes we'll never, get better and and i'm obviously you know he chose to go that direction to help his program out and right now he's uh still punching the numbers let's say trying to uh to get the right number to uh to win this race a couple final things will you sign a popcorn box for me this weekend like old times yeah i can sign that i signed a bunch of them in the in the day i think i when i moved out of my house in college out of my parents, I think I found, you know, like over 15 of them just signed by you. I would not let anybody else sign them. 
Well, you're, you've been a loyal fan. <laughs> Am I the president yeah. of the fan club or what? Well, you could be if I had a good fan club. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be the head of social media. I'm the one that's keeping you relevant. You said that like 10 years ago. Hell yeah, she got me on a video phone chat here. <laughs> I thought it wasn't going to happen. You know, I didn't have no help. My wife's at work, and I'm thinking, oh, my God, he's got me. I got to install this app. And then uh, it didn't want to install, and I stepped outside, then it started installing. I'm thinking, oh, my gosh. Uh, but it all worked out. Here I am. Kevin? As always, it's always fun to interview you. I wish you nothing but the best of luck. I'll be cheering my butt off for you this weekend. I think we have uh, something in store for him. I think you're going to lay down a good qualifying lap and make some noise and put it in the show, and then the place will be very, very happy. I hope so. I just, uh, you know, thank them sponsors. I mean, John Gamere Construction and Jay Morris Construction and, you know, Willie, Willie's Carburetors, you know, with the Super Bowl stuff and, and – uh, Mullins race engines. I mean, all that, all that stuff uh, takes money and, and takes good people behind that stuff to uh, uh, make things go around in a circle. So um, thanks, thanks for those guys.